Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday morning for a hot cup of coffee and a hot cup of the Word of God. We're in the Torah portion of Vayigash, which means He approached, and it's taken from Genesis chapter 44, verse 18, all the way to chapter 47, verse 27, but today's Sidra, today's Aliyah, is chapter 45, verses 8 through 18, but we're going to pick it up in verses 14 and 15. It said, then he, Joseph, fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck, his long lost little brother, and wept while Benjamin wept on his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. So he was actually glad and happy to see them, actually glad and happy to be reunited with them and rekindle their relationship with them. And these brothers are the very ones who sent him down into Egypt as a slave. Verse 15, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. Finally, after this, his brothers talked with him. I've entitled this devotional, The Test That Esau and Ishmael Failed. So we know that uh, Ishmael was, quote unquote, sporting, as the King James says, with Isaac, which could mean he was roughing him up, was putting his life in danger. Some have even speculated he may have been trying to sexually abuse Isaac. So Ishmael was sent away. They didn't come back and meet each other, uh, Isaac and Ishmael, until they buried their father. Uh, you know, so uh, there was really no reconciliation between uh, Isaac and Ishmael. Well, the same thing happened with Jacob and Esau. Uh, Jacob uh, went to live with Laban, left Laban, met Esau on the way. Esau came with 400 men and I think was meant to do him harm, but the Lord prevented that. And it said that they wept upon each other and they kissed each other, but the Hebrew alludes to that it wasn't just like a friendly kiss. There was something sinister behind it. Um, and, and so Jacob picked up on this fact that Esau wasn't really genuinely, truly repentant. And uh, so when Esau went back home and Jacob was supposed to follow, he said, uh-uh, nothing doing. I don't trust Esau. He's a toxic person. He hasn't truly repented. I think all this nicety is fake. I think he, has, he means to do me and my family harm. So he went in the opposite direction and went to Sukkot. Now, J uh, Joseph's brothers, they all stripped him of his coat, put him in a cistern, waited till some traders come by, pulled him out of the well, sold him to traders who, he, who they eventually sold into slavery in Egypt, and then he eventually went to prison. So some bad things happened to Joseph. Now, when the famine struck and Joseph's brothers were forced to go to Egypt to, to buy food, Joseph automatically recognized them, but because he looked like an Egyptian, his brothers didn't recognize Joseph. So Joseph plays this cat and mouse game with them over a long period of time. And some people say, well, it was just for revenge, getting them back for what they did to him. But no, he was testing them to see if they had changed, to see if they were truly sorry for what they did to him, and to see if they uh, loved his brother Benjamin or hated him just like they hated Joseph. So he was testing them. So all this big tests, all the tests that he ran them through, they came out with flying colors and they proved uh, to Joseph that they were repentant, that they were sorry and regretted what they did to Joseph and that they were repentant and that they loved Benjamin as one of their own. And so he revealed himself to his brothers and they had a big old family reunion. Everybody was snotting and crying and hugging one another. And so Joseph was able to accomplish through his tests what Esau and Ishmael failed at. 
There was no reconciliation with Esau. There was no reconciliation with Ishmael. They didn't pass the test. They were never repentant or regretful of what they did to their brothers. So they was never any reconciliation. They had to part ways. But with Joseph, there was repentance and, and, and uh, reconciliation and remorse. So the brothers passed Joseph's test, which tells us that when somebody is repentant and they come back to us, it's okay to make them jump through through a few hoops. It's okay if you don't trust them right away. It's okay if they have to prove themselves to you. It's totally fine. That's not out of the realm of, of what Scripture is asking of us. You know, sure, we forgive them, but we can't forget what people have done to us because if we do, they might do the same thing to us again if we forget about it. So we have to kind of uh, let people go through a process to prove themselves that they're truly repentant, that they're truly sorry, that they have truly changed. Then they can be welcomed back in. This is what happens in church communities when somebody goes outside the boundaries of the church rules, the church laws against scripture, and they're caught in sin, and they're unrepentant, and they're still rebellious, and they get excommunicated. Well, the goal is not just to excommunicate them and kick them out for good. The goal is, is that if they leave the community, they'll realize how good they had it there and what they're really missing and they'll repent and come back when they come back they have to go through a restoration process which is like a trial period to make sure that they've really repented and that they they've, they've really changed their lives and they're really uh, willing to toe the line now um, I remember a praise and worship leader uh, that I know who uh, slept with somebody outside of marriage and they weren't allowed to do praise and worship for months uh, because they had to go through counseling they had to go through repentance they had to really prove that they they understood what they did was wrong and that they've repented of it and that they're going to do their best not to repeat that offense before they were restored to their praise and worship position and that's right that's you know I mean the Bible says lay no uh, hands on anybody suddenly in other words we're not to anoint them and just to appoint them to a uh, to a position of responsibility suddenly they've got to prove themselves so when people repent and come back and you restore a relationship there's got to be some proof there guys thanks so much for listening go out there and have a great day Shalom and God bless